I'm Tanner Scott, and you are listening to E-Commerce Secrets to Scale. If you want to scale your e-commerce business, you've come to the right place because this podcast is all about hearing stories and strategies from successful entrepreneurs and e-commerce professionals to uncover scaling secrets that will have a huge impact on your online store. This week on the show, Maxwell Drutt from Livecom joins me to talk about using Livestream to increase your e-commerce sales. If you want to get more engagement from your customers as well as grow your online store sales, then this is the episode for you. Welcome to the show, Max. I'm really excited to have you. Tell us who you are and what you do. How's it going, guys? Thanks uh, thanks for having me, Tanner. It's, uh, it's definitely a pleasure. Uh, Max, uh, founder of Livecom, and we are a plug-and-play video solution for Shopify brands. That's awesome, man. So how did you get started in that? What's your story? Yeah, so I've been, uh, I've been in the Shopify ecosystem for uh, a little bit over 10 years now. I actually started unknowingly drop shipping like back in like 2014 uh, before drop shipping was really even a word uh, so yeah been in the space for quite some time uh, you know my, my first startup revolved around uh, same day and on-demand delivery uh, back in 2018 you know uh, we were essentially like the anti-amazon quote-unquote uh, essentially provided like the infrastructure uh, for d2c and shopify brands so you know ran some pods with like casper Pims, you know, before they went uh, public, you know, and a few other uh, pretty big uh, DDC companies. And essentially what we did, you know, quick little backstory there. We took like some distressed property space in, in major metros like, you know, New York City, uh, SF, Miami, LA. Uh, and think of it as like retail basements, garages, and then converted those to fulfillment centers so that brands could forward deploy their inventory. It'll, it'll already be in the city right by the customer, right? So they would get on-demand same-day delivery at a really low cost. And most of the time, they would, like, subsidize it, right? So, like, offer for free for the end user. And they would get, you know, Uber, Uber-like tracking and this whole, like, post-purchase experience. And that that all revolved, again, around, like, boosting AOV, uh, you know, boosting conversion at checkouts as they saw that, uh, you know, free on-demand option at checkout. Uh, and, uh, yeah, ended up scaling that. We, we ended up getting acquired um, by a regional carrier out uh, west, um, so worked there for a bit and uh, decided to, you know, work brand side for a bit, uh, PM at a brand uh, to essentially really figure out like how brands are making decisions, you know, how are they going about, um, you know, measuring metrics and just like overall making those like marketing decisions, for example, right? And uh, pandemic hits, right? Uh, we had like a few retail locations by like five stores around, you know, Manhattan, uh, DC, uh, LA, et cetera. Uh, we always had to, sh- you know, shut all those down and, uh, you know, pandemic. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I-, I was constantly sort of obsessing, you know, if you looked at metrics, like the in-store conversions were always way higher than we had online, right? Like 20X almost, which is pretty crazy. And if you look at, you know, uh, some of the most profitable retails- retailers out there, you know, like Apple, for example, makes, you know, 6K per square foot. 
of, of retail space, which is, you know, absolutely crazy if you really think about it. Uh, you know, one of the most profitable uh, retailers uh, in the world. Um, but again, online, you're, you're sort of, you know, if you just think about like the shopping experience currently, right? Like you go online, you're not really shopping, like you're kind of buying, right? And most of the time, like you'll see a bunch of pop-ups, right? Uh, 10% discounts, all this stuff. It doesn't really feel like an in-store experience if ever, right? Uh, and, um, you know, I always saw that lag and, and I was constantly like obsessed and like, how do you sort of mimic this online, right? For like an e-com store. Uh, and pandemic definitely gave that push. Uh, you know, we started uh, hosting lives on IG, uh, you know, as like a way to keep that retail experience for at least, you know, some of our VIPs. Uh, and it resonated super well with our, with our users. Like, you know, they love the experience, but on our end, we were definitely very limited on like data, you know, controlling the overall experience uh, for this like live shopping show. Uh, and me being in PM, you know, I, I obviously, you know, tried finding a solution, like how do we host these on our own channel, like on our own website, right? Couldn't really find a solution out there uh, and um, decided to, you know, go ahead and start building it. <laughs> Uh, so essentially that evolved into our, um, video platform at us today, which is Lifecom and, um, the products that we ended up getting to, and this was all based on like consumer feedback was uh, a way to, you know, build community. And that's through, you know, live stream shopping events that are like native on your store. And another thing we saw is challenges with just like video in general, right? Like if you think about e-com, it's, it's been very static for the last like 20 years, relatively unchanged, right? Um, so the only really tools that we have available for us is like YouTube embed, right? Vimeo embed, like sometimes you'll even see an ad on, on a YouTube embed on a PDP, which is, you know, absolutely crazy. Um, so, and none of these tools are built from like an e-com standpoint, right? So they're not like measuring like your engagement rate, click through rate, right? You can't really highlight products and, and, and hook the player up to like your IMS and, and your, your product catalog. So, uh, that's another uh, sort of product that we have under this umbrella is, you know, video embedding. And uh, the last piece is one-on-one -on -one virtual shopping and think of it as like FaceTime with the customer directly on your site and uh, they can shop. So sort of segueing back to, you know, how do we bring this retail location online and the way we do is through video. Well, I, I, well, I think what you're doing is incredibly interesting. I've never seen anything like it. Um, what, what are some obstacles that you faced, you know, bringing it to market and getting it to where it is today? Yeah, I think the, the hardest part was, you know, since we did start with like live stream shopping, uh, right. And if you just think about, um, like consumer trends in general and, and just the way like we consume, um, you know, um, video online or just, just the way the formatting is, you know, if you compare it to China, uh, they have, you know, a much wider sort of mainstream adoption for live streaming as, as a channel in general. And the reason being is because they have these super apps like a WeChat, right? So if like one app really pushes this format, right, most of the people are on there, uh, you know, most of the high intent users are also on there because they're already making purchases through WeChat or, or through, through these super apps, right? Um, so what we found of somewhat of a challenge uh, over in the States, right? A lot of brands weren't really familiar yet with this format, right? It's, I would say it's relatively new and, and, and really up and coming. I think it's growing like wildfire, honestly. Um, but some of the challenges were like, who's the host, right? Like literally who's doing these lives, right? Like what sort of uh, personality is good for these, right? Which channels do we host it on? Because don't forget like a, a 
good way to really amplify this is also to broadcast this stream to where your audience is, right? Which is most of the time going to be your TikTok, your Instagram, or your Facebook, right? Um, so there's just a lot of questions around like setup. How do you properly organize this campaign? Because, you know, you can't really just, let's say, go live. We're talking about live streaming, you know, like some brands would think like you go live and people just rush in there, right? Uh, it's definitely just like not the case. Um, so you have to be somewhat like strategic and, and really understanding and how to properly structure these campaigns around. So it took us a little bit of learning to figure out, okay, here's the playbooks, like here's what's working, here's what's not working. How do we make this as simple and easy as possible for a brand to just like pick something up, go live like the next day with a little bit of pre-marketing and actually see an ROI attraction on it. Um, so uh, I would say, I would say those are um, the challenges for sure. Uh, a bit of a learning curve to start. Yep. Yeah, I would imagine the, the like you said, the challenge lies within the market adopting it. And like you said, it's not something that the average marketer or e-com store owner really has skills with. And, you know, in my my mind, I'm thinking influencers, right? Those those are the mm-hmm. kind of people that are really skilled in that sort of thing. Um, so I think, yeah, like you said, putting a lot of focus and emphasis on making it easy to use and making it easy to just pick it up and run with it and implement it right away is going to be very important. And, and that's another misconception, by the way, like a lot of people to start with thinking, hey, just because it's an influencer has a big following, decent engagement, they'll be a good live host, right? The content that influencers are typically creating, uh, right, the ones that are not sort of versed in the live space, most of the time they're creating shorts, right? They're not really on camera, like talking to you know they're following constantly as opposed to like a live streamer would or somebody that's like somewhat specific within that format right so it 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 has to be a specific type of influencer also right because you really have to make these shows like fun again really engaging right and you actually have to know somewhat like how to sell properly in the live format right so and again we do have playbooks and we do train right we've had a multitude of brands bring on influencers and we would do a quick onboarding process with them and sort of teach them the lay of the land. Uh, but there's definitely like a specific format with, you know, hooks at certain time, for example, throughout the show to really ensure, because the way to really, really make this work is again, being super, super authentic, right? So you have to be knowledgeable about the product. You have to be really authentic when you're doing this. And, uh, and other pieces, again, being extremely engaging with the audience, right? And like make them excited, whether it be like a giveaway or discount or whatever. Um, but really make, thinking this from like a standpoint of like shop team it really, and not like a QVC sort of rough, you know, like stage, like that's, that doesn't work. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's got to feel real. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're seeing this shift across the board. Uh, especially with like TikTok and Instagram Reels. I mean, the type of content that people are creating is no longer the shot in the studio, perfect professional shot anymore, right? I mean, it's a self now. I mean, that's that's what we're moving towards. Um, but let's let's talk about the host a little bit because I'm very curious about this. Um, do you find that a full time employee is needed for this, or are people hiring contractors? You know, what type of person is doing the hosting? So, so it's a mix of both, right? We have a few brands that have in-house people, uh, you know, they go live literally every day. Uh, and that's, you know, a pretty big part of their strategy. And again, they'll simultaneously broadcast these to their socials too, right? But they'll be doing, you know, daily streams and they'll have one or sometimes even two in-house people uh, that are sort of handling these. Uh, we've seen brands work with a few agencies. Uh, we, we have a few agency partners ourselves uh, where we can sort of plug in some of our hosts. We have, you know, a few, 
like live com hosts uh, that are really good and like trained by us essentially. Um, so, so it's definitely a mix of both. Uh, right. I would say if you like, you're just starting out, uh, right. Um, going live, like maybe twice a month, right. For a product drop or a sale or a discount, uh, and staying somewhat consistent with it because you, you do get, for example, if you do work with live, there's other solutions out there, but, uh, with live, uh, you do get this like channel page on your site, uh, essentially. So, uh, you, you know, think of it as like a YouTube channel, but it's happening directly on your site. So after these live, you're like, you're like building out this content library, essentially, uh, of all the past lives that you've done. People can, you know, shop them, uh, right? They can RSVP for your upcoming shows. It's, it's really like a, a Twitch channel or a YouTube channel, right? But it's again, directly on your Shopify store. Um, but, um, but yeah, having, again, somebody's either internally, right? It could be, we've seen like marketing managers go live, CMOs, even the founders, sometimes the brand founders go live. So again, really create that connection with the brand and, and put a face behind the brand. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, again, as, as we mentioned earlier, authenticity like definitely sells and, and that's what people are gravitating towards. Yeah, for sure, man. So, so what kind of industries are you finding success in with this? Um, I, I would say we definitely started off with uh, beauty and fashion, uh, right? And that obviously makes a lot of sense as these are really visual products uh right and and there's definitely a market a huge market around that um especially with you know beauty like makeup uh all that stuff but now we've definitely expanded and and we're seeing you know verticals like home goods is definitely a, a really popular one um we got cpg brands now um so i would say uh you know it it, it definitely varies a lot um and again, we we're on top of Shopify, right? So really any Shopify brand kind of fits, fits our model uh, between our three products. Because again, we, we not only enable live stream shopping events, right? You can also embed shoppable video throughout your PDPs and, and use them to like educate and convert. And, and for higher AOV, like for example, you know, again, home goods, uh, the one-to-one piece, a way to just, you know, again, if there's like sizing questions or you want to see something up and close, you can, customer could just, you know, book something up and, Hop on a FaceTime, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I find that yeah. so interesting uh, that, you know, someone can just schedule a one-on-one live chat with video, right? I've never seen or heard of that before, which is crazy. Uh, but what what impact does having, like, the past lives on the PPs have on conversion rates? And what impact does just having that that little live video overlay on the bottom left of the screen have on conversion rates yes yeah, so we're, we're definitely seeing a really amazing metrics honestly across the board um especially with live right if you if you for example couple it really well with a good offer right you pre-market it uh like for example the rcp form uh that people sign up to right uh it segments out uh the customer profile within clavio right so we're passing all that data and you're creating a a new customer segment. Um, so if you pre-market it right and get all those high intent uh, RSVPs and you know most of the time those are the people that do show up, uh, we've seen conversions high as 25%. Uh, if you couple it with like a good host and do let's say like an anticipated product release and couple it with a live format with you know all the social engagement um, uh, and all the sort of social proof that you get alongside the drop. Uh, so yeah, we've seen anywhere from uh, you know, 10 to 25% conversion with a view to purchase, uh, right? Uh, but I would say it, it definitely floats around between like the 10 and the 20s. Uh, again, 
there's variables like on the host, right? On the offer that you're doing. Uh, but you can expect to see definitely high conversion with this. Uh, and the time spent on site, right? Like if these are engaging, uh, we, you know, our averages are around nine minutes. So uh, as opposed to like, let's say, you know, why wouldn't you host this on like Instagram, right? Um, or TikTok, it's it's extremely easy to leave, right? And those are not like high intent. Those are not high intent people because even if you think about like your, the way we, you know, use social media and the way we're on social, we, we usually aren't on there with the intent to buy, right? right? We're there to sort of see what's going on, right? Whatever our interests are, but most of the time our intent is not to go and purchase. So, uh, so that's why uh, hosting on your site is just, you know, um, again, around 10x more effective especially coupled with, you know, really amplifying the campaign and broadcasting out to your socials and again, driving all that traffic to your site. Um, so that's with um, live stream shopping. With Shopple Video, uh, we're definitely seeing a way higher um, engagement slash uh, click-through rate with these. Uh, so for example, like one CPG brand highlighted a new product that they released like on their homepage, right? And it was just like basically thing there's like an IG story that's like a floating widget. Um, should I just like share my screen and show it real quick? Would that work? <laughs> we're just on, we're just on audio, but just uh, sorry, audio pod. wish I could. Um, but yeah, it's essentially you know a floating widget right on the HP, right? And once you click to maximize, it goes into like a full screen sort of like story experience, right? And they highlighted a uh, subscription box that they just dropped, right? So once you click the CTA, you get redirected to that PDP with the offer, right? And after installing the widget, they saw a uh, 10% increase in revenue uh, within the first month. Uh, so super impactful. And uh, the click-through rates on these are anywhere from like 9 to 15, sometimes 20% uh, on these videos, right? Um, since, again, it's videos are, are super powerful as is, right? And once you couple with uh, like, an, like a seamless in inside video essentially experience right you overlay it with like a product highlight you can click it add it to cart one click and check out right from the video uh, that's what we're seeing like such high engagement rates and now click through rates on those yeah i mean because you're making it frictionless at that point and exactly it's like yeah it's like one click one click checkout essentially exactly so you know if someone's scrolling on instagram they see someone is live and they're testing out a product or just say someone's doing their makeup or something like that, they have to go and find the product to buy it, but if it's in front of their face, then it's so much easier for them. And as you are aware, you know, the average human being is not going to go the extra mile to go find it, right? Oh, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so, so, Max, what would you say your secrets to scale are? Uh, the secrets to scale is uh, for sure the right people. <laughs> uh, that's a like key. Um, again, depends on, you know, always depends on resources and, and uh, uh, which stage of the company cycle you're at. Uh, but I can't, I can't stress enough how important people are in a company. Um, and that's really the only way to, to properly grow and scale, you know, um, definitely getting the right people around you and, and the right support system uh, is, is the way to go. And, you know, there's just, there's tons of help out there. Like all you got to do is ask uh, and uh, people are always willing to help uh, and sort of guide you through. It's always good to ask people that have already done it. Uh, right. Uh, so I know mentor is like a cliche thing to say, I guess, in, in, a, in a sense, but it, it doesn't have to be like a, you know, a, a model mentor it can literally just be anyone that's done the same thing that you're trying to do. And it's always good to just talk to them and hear from their mistakes. So, uh, so that you don't have to do it. 
saves you some time, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, like you said, a, a mentor doesn't have to be some billionaire, right? That's uh, retired yep. living on a yacht, right? It can be yep. someone you know that's one year ahead of you, right? Exactly. Just younger than you, for all you know. And networking is very important, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other. But yep. yeah, I totally agree with you. Surrounding yourself with the right people is a very important part of scaling. Yeah, and uh, and the other the other thing, you know, is just talking to a customer constantly, uh, especially in the beginning when you don't, you know, when you're in that quote unquote trough of death pre product market fit, right? It could be could get really miserable at times for sure uh, when you're trying to do that. Uh, but the fastest way I think to get there is talking to your customer as much as possible, and and it doesn't matter if you're in B two B or B two C. Um, I think talking to your customer is key and like really listening. Uh, obviously, you know, some, some customers, you got to take some, some things with a grain of salt, but, um, I think if you're, if you're constantly talking and really listening, you will see like repeating patterns and you can definitely adjust accordingly. And ultimately you'll, you'll get that, uh, that, that product market fit faster. You'll get that way faster. Yeah, totally, man. So often overlooked, it's not even funny. I mean, just write down what your your customers say, write down the questions they ask. Like you said, you're going to find common trends and you're going to realize okay these are the things that are the most important to my customers and if you don't know what's important to your customers then you need to ask them right i mean they're gonna obviously it's different between b2c and b2b but you know if you're actually taking care of your customers they'll help you out and they'll respond to you so max i really want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview with me today is there anything that i did not ask you that you think might benefit the audience Um, no, I think, uh, I think we covered everything, but, uh, video, uh, all about the video. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's 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 where we're going. That's where we're going. Uh, so what's a great way for anyone listening to get in contact with you? Oh, uh, just, um, you know, reach out to me at max at, uh, L Y V E C O M.com, uh, max at lofcom.com or, uh, honestly shoot me a text, uh, 201-655-0927. Any questions, always willing to, you know, help any marketing folks out or any business owners, uh, feel free to reach out, guys. Awesome, man. We'll be sure to link that up in the show notes. And thanks again, Max. Thank you for listening to another episode of e-commerce secrets to scale. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss another episode. This podcast is sponsored by Ranksy Digital Marketing. If you own an e-commerce business and you're ready to take it to the next level, visit our website at ranksy.com. That's R-A-N-K-S-E-Y.com.